Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rambold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material And begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv. And we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity. Again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. We now have pretty well gone through the whole gauntlet of this thing, or as much as God will let me give at this time. Now, I want to throw into this mix, because we're talking about the wrath of God, or we were last night, and how the wrath of God definitely is going to come down during uh, or, or toward the latter end, maybe, of the seven years, okay? We're going to enter into the wrath of God, where God is going to, wow, it's going to be something. Now, 
there's a lot of talk about the Mayans, okay, down in Mexico. I had the, I had the privilege of, of going down there to one of those uh, temples, uh, walking. In fact, I walked all the way around the thing twice. I marveled at the construction, and always have all my life. And then it began to dawn on me that that temple looked mysteriously like the pyramids. And I'm going, hmm. What's that all about? Well, you know, didn't get anything from God. Didn't expect to, I guess, but I didn't. Now, within all of that, bless God, I come home, and the Lord started dealing with me. So, lo and behold, I found out that the Mayan people keep Shabbat. They kept Saturday, okay? I found out they also kept Rosh Hashanah, which is New Moon. I found out also that they kept the festivals. Now, they had different names, but they kept them. I also found out that there was even been evidence that a menorah was found etched into a stone. That is proof enough to probably believe that these people are the, of the lost tribes. Okay? We, being a Jew, have been the best timekeepers this world has ever had. The best. Nothing, no one's ever been any better. We excelled in in all types of areas, still are today. As I said, uh, the, the Jews are the richest and the healthiest people on the face of this earth only because they keep the covenant. See, and that's, you know, and you've heard me teach that and preach that and scream and jump up and down. Uh, they don't even have Jesus Christ, and yet the church sits there and sick and broke and poor. You've heard it many times. So uh, as now the discovering that, because, see, I know that, that the Mayans have been, Experts about the seasons and the times and the things, uh, the star watchers. Well, that's what we are as the nation of Israel. We were able to read the stars because what the Lord God said, it's all written in the stars. And so we began to become so good at that that we knew when we were vulnerable to being attacked and we would get attacked. We knew that, bless God, that when we were going to have a bad growing season, all in the stars, okay? So then the, the, the thing with the Mayans came along, and, and so, you know, and then this thing came up, 2012, on December the 21st. Now, it started out being the world's coming to an end, okay? Now, how the Mayans see that is that there is going to be a new beginning. That's going to end one age and begin another age. Uh, but, of course, the media and everybody else is saying, oh, this is it. You know, this is it. And, and, of course, I keep telling you, it can't be it. The only way it could be it is if everything else is done, fulfilled in the, in the book. And that's one thing you want to hang on to. And one thing that makes this thing coming up here now in May uh, the 21st is such a farce is because uh, if no other reason, all right, the fulfillment hasn't been taken. God is just now gathering Ephraim together. Just now. You know, when this thing only started with me and Donna, by the way, and it's growing, and there's many, many more of you that just can't come or didn't come or didn't want to come, okay, this weekend. Now, the key is to understand that we can't have an end of this thing until we have a completion of what's in your lap, the Scriptures, all right? Because if that was to be, then God's a lie, Okay. And if God's a liar about that, let's see, uh, it could come down to being that he's a liar about salvation itself, couldn't it? Well, he's not. These things will be fulfilled, and they are coming. The earth is not going to no way in the world explode. No, it's not going to. Now, let me tell you what's getting ready to happen. Now, our science brother scientific brother that's here is also an expert about stars. And I know he cringes at the word expert, okay, but he is. And we had him come on uh, uh, when we do a, a hookup for the ministry, try to do it once a week. It doesn't work out that way, but we try to. And he spent uh, a few hours explaining to us what's about to take place in the heavenlies, okay? And after all, we are to look to the heavenlies, so it's, we're instructed through the Word. And so he helped us understand some things that I knew spiritually, but didn't, and, you know, and that's kind of the extent of what I knew. And so begin to find something out, that every 26,000 years, there is a cycle, okay? 
And when that cycle of, of the planets, the universes, the stars, whatever, takes 26,000 years to complete this cycle, some of you are going, oh, got him now. You wolves will love this one. Because uh, this earth is only, you know, how many, what's that, 6,000 years, that's 5,000, something like that. Uh, uh, read first uh, uh, Genesis 1, and then read uh, Genesis 1-2. There could have been millions of years involved there, okay? Uh, don't, don't get caught up in what you think you know, because you're going to be wrong. There is many, many times things have been proved that uh, we they have found bones of all kind of things that have been millions of years old. So get over it. You'll be all right. Now, so every 26,000 years, this cycle happens. On December the 21st of 2012, once again, the 26,000th year will have approached. Now, what's going to happen? Well, the world's going to, you know, well, listen up closely because we're going to try. We're going to try to to explain this. Now, what's going to take place, according to our scientists and and according to some things that I had read, that bless God that the Milky Way is going to get between the Earth and the Sun. Okay, so right off we'd have to say, well, then maybe we're not going to receive as much sunlight and as you know as we once did. Well, that that's fair. Maybe the growing seasons are going to kind of change. Well, that, that's fair assumptions. But God's in control of all this. But what you need to understand, that bless God, that there are some things that could take place immediately. But what you've got to, again, understand is that with God, he's getting all of this finished up. In other words, this is just something finishing up. Now, they also call that uh, thing with the Milky Way getting between the sun and the earth as the, the dark riff, okay? They, 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 uh, they call it that. But ever 26,000 years. And now, isn't it something, okay? God uh, got it down to saying that we had 70 years, you know, whatever, on this earth. And it just so happened that this group of people ends up being here when the 26,000th year comes around and this phenomenon that hasn't happened now for 26,000 years is about to take place. Now, only science can do what science can do, and they can do, they can do some phenomenally great things. They've done some phenomenally lousy things. But the fact of it is, it is very, very interesting to understand that what they're saying, and when this alignment comes, when this thing all takes place, that, bless God, that life as we know it today on this earth could greatly be altered. Okay? Now, the Holy Scriptures tells us the time of God's wrath, and this very well could be absolute part of it. I, I don't know this for sure, but coincidentally that it shows up during the time when the Antichrist is about to appear? Huh? Coincidence? Not with this God we serve. So what you've got to understand is that God is lining things up, preparing things, so that as a matter of fact, when this thing is over, it's going to be over. All right, let's go to Matthew 24, 29. 24, 29 in Matthew. And it says immediately after the tribulation of those days. What are they talking about? After the tribulation of those days. After the tribulation. After the seven years. The sun, shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heavens the heavens shall be shaken. Now, with this thing that's taking place at the 26,000-year marker that we're at on December the 21st, 2012, we are now entering into a phase that's called a polar shift, where the North Pole and the South Pole are going to begin to do this. Now, again, that's not going to happen in a day. It is beginning, even now, I think that, and I definitely can stand to be wrong about this, but I think that, that the, the, the North Pole is moving like 34 feet a year toward uh, Russia right now, okay? And it may be different than that, but it's moving. So, again, what you have to understand, there's something taking place here. There's something getting, there's something getting ready to happen that is beyond the control of, a man. Now, all of these uh, uh, tornadoes are coming through. 
Now, we can do everything else in the world in the scientific community, and we can't handle tornadoes, can we? No. No, you, you see, the, the, what man has accomplished is a spit in a bucket compared to the power of God. And, and by the way, what God's doing now is exactly what I prophesied. And I think, think I said it uh, maybe Friday evening, what I prophesied many years ago. Um, this thing is becoming worse and worse and worse and worse. You know, I mean, they, they think they've got 900 people missing in, a, in one town down here in the south. Folks, this thing's real. This thing, like I said, when I was a kid, if there was one tornado in this area a year, that was a big happening, and people talked about it for months on end. Now, bless God, every time a storm comes through, there's a tornado somewhere around here. Something's happening in it. God is bringing this thing to an end. God is trying to show the world, in particular this time uh, here in the United States of America, in all of your smarts, in all of your science, in all your government, can't do nothing about this, can you? No, we can't. Can't hold back the hurricanes, can't hold back the earthquakes, can't hold back the, the volcano action that takes place, which will get greater and greater as we go through this. Now, so the thing to understand is that coincidentally happening is this alignment in conjunction with the fact that the Antichrist is about to stand up and be counted. Okay? Now, remember, God's scriptures always have to be fulfilled. Luke 21, 25. Now, and again, what, what's being described, what's being described here in, uh, in Matthew is the whole deal with this 2012 thing taking place, okay? Now, 21, 25, and there shall be signs in the sun... And in the moon and in the stars. So where is all these signs? Heavenly. Okay. And upon the earth, distress of nations. Is that? Yeah. With perplexity, the sea and the waves roar. Now, 26 says, men's hearts fail in them for fear and for looking after those, those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Something strange is about to take place, been prophesied here. In the latter days, that's going to be so strange that people are going to have heart attacks. Men are going to look at this, and the fright of what's coming is going to be enough to give them a heart attack. 27, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your hands, for your redemption draweth nigh. Now, the neat thing here is to understand that, bless God, that this situation that's being talked about here has to happen just, just prior to the coming of the Lord. Okay? Just prior to that. So, <clears throat> signs and wonders in heaven, the sun, the moon, the stars, there's going to be some strange, strange things that are going to happen. Now, much stranger than anything that anyone has seen or anything that has taken place for 26,000 years. Again, is it just haphazard stance or, or is this the hand of God? Everything's the hand of God. There isn't anything well that just happened. I used to always say all things pass through the hands of the Father. Nothing takes place without the Father saying, well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that, I'm going to let that happen. No, I'm not going to let that happen. Let's go to Isaiah 13. Isaiah 13. The sixth verse, we'll start there in this verse 6. And this that we're speaking about now is this time in which they were seen then for the most part. Sixth verse, Isaiah 13. How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand, it shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Oh, wait a minute. I thought Jesus was just going to show up and everything was going to be hunky-dory. No, no. No, the day of the Lord is at hand. The time of God's wrath is at hand. And now he's talking about this generation that's here now and the time that's coming on. Therefore shall all hands be faint and every man's heart shall melt. Just like what we just read in the Scripture previously. 
Every, every man's hands and every heart shall fail. And they shall be afraid. Pains and, shout, and, and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel uh, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. You need to underline that. He will destroy the sinners out of it. Now, after the Lord Yeshua comes... It says that the nations, three times a year, wait a minute, that's the law, isn't it? That they will come up to Jerusalem, to the temple. The nations that don't, that's it. So evidently there's going to be nations out here. But let me tell you something, when he's talking about these nations, he's talking about, bless God, uh, believers. Whether it will be those that, bless God, at that point has not received uh, his Holy Son as the Son of God, or whether they be Christians, all right? But there's, so there's going to be people that's going to come out of this thing besides the, the 144,000 plus their families, all right? And, but it's important to understand that, that bless God, that he, that he says, and he'll destroy the sinners, therefore. He is about to purge the land. Part of the purging of the land is what's getting ready to happen starting on the 21st day of, of December 2012. Okay? A little over a year. That is going to be the beginning of the purge. Now, do you think he's purging the land even now through the judgment of things like that? Well, yeah, you, you can say that if you want to. But this thing is going to, it, it, in other words, it's just going to kind of do it. Now, look at the 10th verse. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. Uh-oh, what do you mean? You're going to look up and see no stars? That's what it says. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Uh-oh, the sun's not going to be bright as it was. And bless God, the moon isn't going to uh, shine at all. Okay? And I will punish the world for their evil. And that's what this is all about. And the wicked for their inequ inequity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. The proud, the proud, the proud, the arrogancy of the proud to cease. One of the things of arrogancy of the proud is, bless God, the people that think more highly of themselves than they should. And, and folks, we got it all, all over the church world. We have it here this weekend. They think somehow that, you know, the, now here's a story. He said, I will lay low the holiness of the terrible. So that's, that, that's going to come. Why? Listen, this th there's going to be enough hell that's going to happen that people are going to quit worrying about judging everybody. They're going to quit worrying about sowing discord. You know what they're going to be concerned and worried and their hearts failing them about? Being able to eat feed their families. That's what this is going to come down to. As these poles shift, everything's going to shift. The growing season, that, you know, this is the breadbasket of the world through here. This won't produce nothing in time. But see, I have stood for years and prophesied that, bless God, that of a truth, the places that were, as the Bible said, desert will be green and fertile. The places that will have been fertile won't produce anything. I have prophesied in some of the places here. One was in California in that fertile valley. And I think uh, uh, Brother David, no, I know that Brother David was there. And anyway, the valley was going to start to produce less and less and less. There would be, I don't know what I said, whether it was going to be bugs or it was going to be mildew or whatever. But anyway, it was going to produce less and less and less. And, and in fact, Dave got a phone call from a friend of his that they're having to sell their farm because it's just it's not producing. What's that about? Well, that was a sign. But the fact of it is, that's what's going to be happening here. Now, now, uh, folks, that's not going to happen uh, overnight. It's not going to happen come on December the 21st, 2012, that all this is just going to... No, no. It is a beginning. Okay? And that you need to make sure you get in your notes. So you'll, 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 because the biggest thing I have to guard here in this whole weekend is called fear. That some of you don't leave here with this, what are we going to do now? 
You don't have to be concerned. We are going to be saved out of it all if we stay tied to God's holy word. If we get the sin and aren't part of the sinners, it's going to be... Now, see, this is a tough thing. Well, my sins have been washed away by Jesus. Yeah, they have. But he also said, go sin no more, at least the worst thing come on you too, didn't he? Well, the church don't know that part yet. So, beware. Beware. Because you see, what I, what I see, I see God doing a, doing a real number, uh, trying to get the church straightened around. I, I mean, he, he's dealing with, with the church. He's dealing with the Jews. And at the same time, we are so somehow caught up in ourselves, and, and that's called self-righteousness. And so I preach holiness and righteousness, and people have self-righteousness. Their rules guide them. And most of the time, they know everything there is to know. Just ask me. That's called self-righteousness. That's going, to be, that's going to be part of what, that's sin. That's going to be part of what's going to get destroyed. So you see, the reason that I have for the past years, five years, and way before that, screamed and jumped up and down and demanded that you get the sin out of your life is you can be saved, you can be t- talking in other tongues, and you can still have sin in your life, you're going to die. When he says that he's going to do what? He's going to, he's going to wipe out all people that ha- live in sin across the face of this earth. Well, the blood of Jesus. Well, I hear this all the time. Study it. The blood of Jesus didn't do anything except the grandest thing that ever happened to mankind was to get you to heaven. Okay? But as far as the blood of Jesus being your protective covering here, now nah, forget it. Now, grave, grave, another grave mistake that the church has made. But there again, if you, if you look at this, and, and like I said, these things are all coming down. Now, he says in 12, I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of the, of the ophir. Therefore, I will shake the heavens, and the earth shall remove out of her place, uh-oh, in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. So the earth is going to be removed out of her place. You don't underline that. The earth is going to be removed out of her place. Now, to most of Christianity, that's too bad, that's too sad. Your old dad, I will have flown away in the rapture, so don't got to worry about it. Well, I'm sorry, they're going to have to worry about it, and I'm afraid that they're worrying about it. It's not going to be enough, all right? Because you see, it's going to take place. Sometime, somewhere, this wrath of God is going to come. We are the generation upon whom the ends of that is written. All right, now, 14, it shall come past as chaste row and as sheep that no man taketh up. They shall every man turn to his own people and flee everyone into his own land. So, in other words, people that are traveling won't be traveling anymore. That's got business somewhere. No, they're going to get home. Let's go to Isaiah 24. Isaiah 24. We're going to do 5 and 6. Isaiah 24, 5 and 6. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof. What does it mean? We have defiled the holy word of God because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinances, broken the everlasting covenant. Now, this is last day scenario on this earth, okay? Now, this is what he's saying. Now, he is saying now the earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof because they, and then he tells us, because they have transgressed the laws, number one, changed the ordinances, broken the everlasting covenant. Now, what, what, what it means they have transgressed the laws? They don't keep the, they don't keep Sabbath, the right Sabbath. They don't, they don't keep new moon. They don't, they don't keep the festivals. Transgress the laws, okay? Now, listen, change the ordinances, Hmm? Well, we keep, uh, the church keeps Sunday, right? Uh, that Transgressing the ordinances. There's other things, but that, that'll work. And it says, broken the everlasting covenant. And as I have taught you and taught you well about the everlasting covenant. Uh, God planned all this out. It wasn't like that this was not going to happen. 
He hides what he wants to hide. He reveals what he wants to reveal. Okay? So he got the church caught up, all right, starting with the Roman Catholics, got them all caught up, and, and they decide, well, actually, uh, you know, one wicked old lady decided that, bless God, that they weren't, the church was not going to be like, like the Jews. So, and, and here's the stupid part. God did not command the Jews to keep Shabbat, Sabbath. He commanded the world. There weren't even anybody knowing us as Jews when he talked about Sabbath. And so, so, the, so the, you know, the Catholic Church decides, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna go with that. So they change the ordinance. See, that's what, the reason I said, uh, folks, you can vote all day. You can get us millions of people to vote and, and say, okay, the, the, the real Sabbath will be on Sunday. That does not change the law of God. See? I'm sorry. It doesn't count. Okay, so so then then we then, you know then we had the then we had the beginning of what has been a long long history of of churches, denominations, rules and regulations, uh, changing uh, the laws of God, breaking the holy covenant. All right. Now, in the last day, the Lord God said that He would bring the prophet Elijah and He would restore all things. The restoring of this holy covenant is just one of those things that, that I've come back here to, uh, to be able to, to do what? To restore. For those of you that have been in this thing, that are coming out of your sin, keeping the things in which the Lord commands, your lives are changing for the better. If you're in that group, say amen. amen. So there's quite a few of you that can attest to the fact that somehow we must have walked away from something very precious that God gave us and didn't know it. Again, uh, the church was blinded, and I, and I know that, and for a reason, all right? Because, again, why? God has to fulfill the Scriptures, okay? He has to fulfill them. He wrote that, so then he's fulfilling them. Okay, let's go to the 18 of Isaiah 24. And it shall come to pass that, that he... That he uh, now, wait a minute. I didn't change that. I'm, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Go back over to 6 right quick, okay? We did the 5th verse, 24. Do the 6th verse. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth. Now, you need to uh, circle the word curse. Now, God said, I, I place before you this day blessings and cursings. You choose. All right? We chose badly, evidently, because here's what he's saying. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth. It's taken it over. And they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned. Now, and circle, few men are left. So there's only, see, again, as I, I opened up this weekend, but telling you that millions upon millions upon millions upon millions and so forth and so on are going to die. This, this, this thing is going to be greater than anything imaginable. In fact, does not the Scriptures tell us that that time will be the worst time that this world has ever seen and, and, and there will never be another time like it? Absolutely. Now, if you'll get in the 18th verse, there shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise and the fear shall fall into the pit. So, in other words, run if you may. And he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare, for the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. So this is going to be a terrible time. I mean, there's going to be, the, you know, the earth's going to be moved out of its whatever, and that's going to take place. The, the earth's going to shake. The 19 says the earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean, dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel and... Reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a, a cottage. And and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. So evidently, evidently, we're going to have we're going to have a problem here because the earth is going to reel. It's going to reel. It's going to be to and fro like a drunkard. Now. The causing of this, after seeking and spending lots of hours of time with the Lord God, is this polar shift, okay, where the South Pole is going to be, you know, become the North, the North Pole is going to become the South, 
folks, when that finally comes to the climax, when it actually clicks there and it's, it's there, the changes are going to start. But when it gets to that point, this earth is going to wobble like a drunkard, thus say the scriptures, not the prophet, okay? But that's when it's going to happen. That's when, it, that's when it's going to take place. So beware, okay, beware. So he goes on to say, he goes on to say, and it shall come to pass in that day the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high and the kings of the earth upon the earth. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit and, and will be shut up in prison. And after many days shall they be visited. And the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancient gloriously. So even when the Lord comes back, it says still at that time, the moon shall be confounded. The sun will be ashamed. Isaiah 28, 9. 28, 9 through 11. Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Now listen. Who shall he teach knowledge to? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Whose doctrine? His. Not the doctrine of the church. Not your doctrine. His doctrine. Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. You need to underline that. Now, after you've underlined that, I'm not speaking to those of you that are part of this organization. I'm, I'm talking to some of you that have come this weekend to try to decide if you would humbly, no, if you would proudly come in and take over the organization. Look at me. You're babies sucking milk, dirty in your diapers, and that's who you are. You have not the knowledge that you think you have just because this up here is speaking to you. And if you think anything else is speaking to you, it's a familiar spirit. Well, somebody said amen. Amen. Said, I don't like preaching like that. Get over it or leave. Because you're going to have a lot of preaching like that. Because if you knew what was going on, you'd be here and I'd be there. And you're not here. You're there. And if you've let familiar spirits talk you and deceive you into believing you know all I know all this. I, folks, I'm going to be real disappointed if the true sheep of this organization got caught up into this this weekend. And if you did, oh, well, I don't know. We'll just have to deal with it when the time comes, okay? Deal with it when the time comes. Now, I think I said 8 through 11, right? Yes, I did. Now, listen. Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Weaned from the milk. In other words, they're past, they're past the milk stage as a baby gets past the milk stage and starts taking, taking food. You know, like the baby food, then the solid food. But, but they're saying that what he's saying is that, bless God, them that are weaned, these, the ones that are weaned are going to have knowledge, okay? They're going to understand the doctrine of God in this last day and this age. See, that's the reason that it's so difficult for me to get you to come in, sit down, and shut up and learn something. To get all this garbage of what you think you know that's so cockeyed important out in the trash can. What's right, we'll go out in the trash and bring it back in. But right now, it's got to be put in the trash. I have always told you, and arrogantly you seem to think to be so, but it's not. It's the truth. You get around this for about a year, you're going to find out how stupid you really are when it comes to the Word of God and how smart that I am. Now, for those of you who know that, say amen. amen. So we have a few of you that have been through it. Did you go through it? Amen. Right. Most of you come in here thinking, well, now what little the prophet can teach me. And boy, I began to start tearing down, tearing down. But isn't that what I do? Sure. And some of you are sticking around to see me plant and build, aren't you? Amen. And some of you are being planted and you're being builded upon the Word of God. Amen. To the head cornerstone of Yeshua. These are the ones. For precept, number 10, must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. With stammering lips. And another time. Well, that's not too hard to figure out, is it? But you see, it's here a little. It's there a little. See, that's, that's the way the Lord God has, gives me stuff, all right? 
And, and so I start myself, if you will, like you, the, those of you who have computers, I, I start myself one of those pages, and, 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 and I don't because I don't have anything to do with computers because me and them don't get along very well. They can't understand my language, see. <laughs> the only thing they understand is out the back door, you know, when they bounce. Well, then. So, so, but, but anyway, so I, I, I start this, start this out, and I, I get this much. I'm going, well, Lord, what about this? Send the angel and let me know about this. Click. Of course, the angel shows it. No, the angel may not show up for three or four years. In this case, it's been been thirty years with what we're doing this weekend. But I always get just enough here a little, there a little, precept line upon line, precept upon precept, until one day. There's enough of that when the Lord God will say, now, now, this last piece goes here. Now, teach it, prophesy it, son. And that's the way you see. But you see there again with the church. And, and, and you know, one of the brothers said, religion is the only thing in this world that you can have got into in a month and be an expert at. And that's where the sad downfall of Christianity has been, is people get in, they get indoctrinated by everybody except a major prophet. And parts of those indoctrinations that you received are not from God. Because the Word does not uphold all of it, number one. But see, it doesn't have to be. So like I said with the rapture, uh, my Lord and my God, two, three, maybe three scriptures at most can, can get people. But that's all it took, wasn't it? Who want, is there anybody in this room who wants to go through what we're doing now? No, we don't. So if we don't and we don't have any answers... And you didn't have till this weekend. Then bless God, uh, why teach people you're going to die? See, that don't fill the pews up, does it? <laughs> no, that doesn't get any money in the plates. In fact, they're going to go somewhere else. So they stuck with the doctrine, okay? Of let's fly away. And uh, well, like I said, we're going to see another one of those come to pass and go on down the line. This month. Now, let's go, if you will, to Isaiah thirty twenty six. Isaiah thirty twenty six. It says, Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold as the light of seven days, in the day that the Lord bindeth up the breach of his people, and healeth the stroke of their wound. So evidently there's going to be a time that and where the sun it's going to do what? It, it, bless God, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, I mean, it's going to seven times, whew, it's going to be hot, isn't it? It's going to scorch men, other scriptures say. So there, there's, there's a time when it's going to go from being dark and not putting enough to being way too much on this earth. Isaiah 33, 1. 33, 1 through 8. Woe to thee that spoilest and thou waste. Waste not spoil, or waste not spoiled, and dealest treacherously, and they dealt not treacherously with thee. When thou shalt cease to spoil, thou shalt be spoiled, and when thou shalt make an end to deal treacherously, they shall deal treacherously with thee. O Lord, be gracious unto us, for we have waited for thee. Be thou their arm every morning, our salvation also in the time of trouble." Our salvation, Lord, you are going to be that in our time of trouble. And at the noise of the tumult of the people fled, at the lifting up of thyself, the nations were scattered, and your spoil shall be gathered like the gathering of the caterpillar at the running to and fro of the locusts shall be run upon them. The Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness, both. And wisdom and knowledge shall be in the stability of thy times. Now understand, wisdom and knowledge. Now who's he going to give that to? The people that have what? Weaned from the milk. Now I don't care whether you, you know, the people that will listen to this, and it, well, this, all, this is going to be sorely judged. There's no doubt about that, and that's fine. But you see what the people don't, can't seem to get through and understand because they go to a, you know, a $50 million church that's got 10,000 people in it that they're all right, that the doctrine is okay. No, I'm sorry. The doctrine isn't okay. It's not going to be okay. It, in fact, if anything, it's an absolute, it's an absolute, but stability, okay, in, in the times that come, 
and the strength of our is the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Now, what, and you know, we went through and taught you what it means to fear God. In fact, this whole thing that I did the last quarterly about, about the love thing, okay, uh, some of that was placed in that. Seventh verse, Behold, their, their valiant ones shall cry without. The ambassadors of peace shall weep bitterly, okay? The highways lie waste. The wayfaring men, man seetheth. He hath broken the covenant. He hath despised the cities. He regardeth no man. Evidently, the biggest problem on this earth is the thing that I have preached on, jumped up and down, screamed, shouted, run, whatever else. is the everlasting covenant. That seems to be, as to what we have read here, the very telltale problem that this earth has. Now, you know you've heard me say, if God said, that's all you need to know. It doesn't matter what the Baptists have said about the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter what the Catholics have said about anything. But you see, folks, the the saddest thing of all this is, how many of you heard me as I traveled the country when I'd stand and scream, Come out of the whore! Come out of those churches! People, the Holy Church. No, the Holy Whore, if there's such a thing, and there's not. Church is over. It's done. It's gone. And, 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 and it's all other transitions that God has made. There's people out here trying to hang on to this thing. Oh, the traditions. Oh, I think Yeshua talked about that, didn't he? Woe unto you, scribes and you Pharisees, for your traditions of man. For your traditions of man. Woe be unto you. Did they pay any attention? Nah, nah, they just built another church and called it another name. Huh? That's exactly what's going on. Well, now we we you know we we uh, we go to a church that keeps uh, the seventh day. Well, there's more to it than keeping the seventh day, dummy. That's part of this thing. It's just part of it. It's just part of it, but it isn't all of it. Traditions of man, doctrines of men. They've got a hold of you. You want to come out, but you're afraid to come out. Because, well, after all, Jesus will protect me because I keep the Sabbath. You'll die with the rest of them. It is the holy covenant of God, the everlasting covenant of God, and the testimony of His Holy Son, Yeshua. That's what this is about. And because we, the world, has defiled the covenant, the judgment, the wrath of God is coming down upon us. All of us. All of us, church or otherwise, all of us. But aren't you glad to be accounted into the 144,000? Now, somebody better say amen. Was that a surprise? A good surprise? Uh-huh. I don't think that's probably ever been revealed before. I've, you know, I've been everywhere where everybody's teaching the Word of God, but you've heard it from this prophet. But again, you're going to have to do something besides sit on your, your duffs. You know, again, you're going to have to understand. Come out. Come out. Separate yourself. Meaning having nothing to do with it. Come away from this. I'm on the Internet trying to find out what those latest, greatest, whatever is saying. Some of you that are here, that have been here for, for three, four, five years, you're still into that kind of stuff. Listen to me. When the day comes that the Lord God says, take them up in the great wings and take them forth to the island. Some of you ain't going to go. Well, what are you going to do, stand there at the steps of the airplane? Probably. Why? There can't be any sin amongst us. Will somebody please try to understand that this morning? There cannot be any sin amongst us, or we will be accounted with the rest of this thing. That's the reason the preparation of this thing is so near and dear to you and yours. That's the reason you're going to have to be taught, and when you ain't here, you can't be taught. Now, how many of you uh, that, that, that have been here listen to this, then later get the, get the CDs and start through the CDs? Can you say that even though you're being taught, it's different? Because you're not here where the anointing can move upon you at this time and this hour. And, and the sooner the more of the people of, of Ephraim will understand that, the better off they're going to be. Folks, you know, I said, I said one time to the ministry, I said, being here at these quarters is a requirement. It's a requirement. Well, I have a job. Huh? Take that job and shove it. (laughs) What will I do then? God will give you a better one. 
But if you don't have the gall to stand up for what's going to save you and your family at this point, God help you because you ain't going to make it. Because if you can't choose now, you won't be able to choose then. Well, I'm just coming in a little at a time, prophet. Well, you better jump in with both feet. what you better do. You better jump in with both feet. The day of the Lord is at hand. Is at hand. Okay, let's go on here. I'm going to fool around here and keep some of you from having having lunch. You know, God forbid. Has everybody had enough to eat? Yeah. Okay, well, good. I'm, I, I don't think we've ever had people leave and said they were hungry. Uh, but if, uh, uh, well, anyway, hallelujah. Come on, Decker. Get on something here so we can understand. All right. Now, I want to go to Joel 2, and we're going to stay in Joel here for a little while. Okay, Joel 2, the book of Joel, the prophet Joel. Second chapter, first verse. Second chapter, first verse. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Okay, I hear the pages. Let me read it again. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the, of, of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. That, that trumpet has been, has been blown, okay, spiritually. Uh, will it uh, one day, yes, be blown physically? But it has been blown. It has been blown. This prophet has blown the trumpet. That uh, took place, all right? Now, let's look in the 10th verse of Joel 2. The earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Seems like we read that somewhere else before, haven't we? Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Huh? Come on. And the Lord shall utter his voice before the army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong that executeth his word, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? Who can abide it? 144,000 plus their families. Folks, those are the only ones that are going to be able to abide this thing. Now, the Lord God uh, asks us if we have time and we can just slowly walk in holiness and righteousness. No, he demands us to walk in holiness and righteousness now. Amen. See, that's the reason that through... Uh, see, God is such a great God that he has had me uh, to guide you. Now, I, I get a little concerned about those of you that are even coming in after the first five years, and we, we will help you. If you'll get a hold of us at the office or get a hold of your fellowship leaders, uh, they will help you understand first things first, second thing, because we have brought you along. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, to get you to begin to bring you into the place where you could begin to understand what's going on. Okay? So, so in other words, we, we, haven't, we haven't dumped this all on top of you and said, oh, here it is, take it and learn it, because you couldn't. So, so we, we, we have demanded, okay, when I say we, I mean me and the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Ghost and me, however you want, demanded certain things. We told you to do what? To take pen and paper in some of these areas that I've taught, make lists, hmm? start working on them until you get them, check one off, don't try to do them all at once. Remember going through all that? Sure you do. Because you're still going through it if you're following the directions of this prophet. You are still doing it. Because, you know, there again, folks, it's, it's not going to do any good to get you over there at that island and somebody come up and say, well, let's see. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm just being led to know that, bless God, that somehow we need to do it like Israel does it. You know, I'm so sick and tired of hearing that, I could throw up. We're not in Israel. We're right, we're right here. This prophet's right here with you. Just do what you're being told to do. Amen. Repeat this. I will do, I will do. just... Yeah. What? what? I'm told to do. Told oh, that's control. The wolves will say, oh, well, now that was control. I might have got that on my cassette tape. No, no, that's not control. That's leadership. Amen. Because you don't know where you're going. I know where we're all going. I know what it's going to take to get you there. And some of you, bless God, unfortunately, aren't going to make it. That makes me feel like that I didn't scream loud enough, I didn't point enough fingers soon enough to have kept you around. The folks, you're not a shoe in. 
You know, I've said for years, I've run across preachers all my ministerial life that have calls in their lives that never completed the call. Why? Because they were never properly trained. And just because you're numbered amongst that, it doesn't mean, well, I don't have anything to worry about. Mm, you got probably more to worry about than the rest. Because now we're past this, well, I'll get around to being holy and righteous, you know, right before we take off. No, you won't. You're going to get that done now, here, while we're training you. This is a training ground, folks. This isn't something for you to come and get all spiritual over. It's a training ground for what? Your life and the life of your families. And if you can accept that and you can come into this, you're going to make it. If you can't, rebellion is what? As the sin of witchcraft. The minute that you decide that you're under this prophet, then i got news for you. You're under this prophet. Because what you said, I didn't say... You know, I told people, I said, I've always told them, you examine this, you pray, you fast, meditate, you decide. Because once you get into this thing, things are about to going to change. Because when this prophet brings it, it's not, A, we will, B, maybe we won't, C, we may get around to it one day. No, it, no, no, it's A, you're going to do it. If you don't do it and time goes on, time goes on. Like I said, folks, we have not yet had the meeting. Where the prophet of God walks behind the, from behind the bema and carries this awesome anointing down these aisles and starts pointing to some of you and saying, get out now. And if you don't fall dead where you sit in the seat, folks, I don't want to see that day come. I beg you, don't make that day come because it will be a dark day, a gloomy day. Don't, don't let it come. You can do something about it if you will do something about it. But if you sit and you keep, you keep sitting on your hands and you keep, you keep one hand on the whore and one hand trying to get, I've got news for you. You will be the very one that I will point to on that day. You know what that's going to be? I'm going to condemn you to an early grave. And if I need to, I'll send the obituary notices out to your family before it happens, and it will happen. And some of you in this room, you're getting awful close to this thing. I told you you're going to have to make it a way, a way of life. You're going to have to live this thing 24 hours a day, every day. Your job, everything else is going to be over here. You've got to do it. But as soon as it's done, you're back to the things of God. That's the only way you're going to learn. Some of you are still listening to the Freddie Do Right, the, the newest prophet on the airwaves, picking up a little here. Well, Brother Deckard, I can add that with this. No, you can't. Because there will be error in something about Freddie Do Right, the new prophet. And when you take the whatever was right, you're going to get the wrong with it too. And here we go again. Then you're making my job even tougher than it is. Folks, I'm talking to you about supernatural things now. I'm not talking about the flesh. And these things are deeper than you've got Holy Ghost waiters, as I'm always talking about, to even start to walk into. You've got to trust me. You've got to understand. We're trying to get the garbage out of your life. I've given you enough to study right now that you couldn't get through it if you wanted to. Amen. And you couldn't. Amen. And we just keep adding to it, don't we? God help us all. Amen? God help us all. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I love you enough. I love you enough that I will be a spiritual father to you. Okay? Like, like real fathers are supposed to be, like most of you don't know. Yeah, when you need your bottom spanked, I'm going to spank it spiritually. Huh? And when you need corrected, I'm going to demand that you're corrected. But see, folks, that's called love. That's a love that most of you never knew when you were growing up. Now, those of us a little older, so I talked or understood that because we had fathers and grand grandfathers that bless God. Yeah, they, yeah, you understood. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.
Thank <laughs> you. 